CBHDD is reminding people that the Georgia Crisis and Access Line can help those worried about opioid and stimulant misuse. The toll-free number is online and is active 24-7. More information at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Wednesday, February 1st. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, plans for the controversial Atlanta Public Safety Training Center take a step forward. A Georgia rock and roll legend advocates for music tax credits. And this weekend, a music festival in Atlanta will shine a light on a disease that is becoming more prevalent. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens and DeKalb County CEO Michael Thurmond announced changes yesterday to the planned Atlanta Public Safety Training Center known as Cop City. They said their compromise will protect the environment, spur local businesses, and serve as a community resource. Cop City is the forested area in Atlanta where protesters camped out for months in opposition to the construction of a police training center. A 26-year-old protester, Manuel Tehran, also known as Tortuguita, was shot and killed on the site January 21st by law enforcement. Police say Tehran shot first and wounded a state trooper. At yesterday's announcement at City Hall, some members of the press were denied entrance, and protesters banged on a wall and shouted. Mayor Dickens outlined the agreement and its new recommendations. And we're here taking the recommendations to add a 100-foot uh, tree buffer, the recommendations to add sidewalks, the recommendations to have the uh, firing range move further uh, away from the residential area. That's from a live stream provided by Eleven Alive. Mayor Dickens also addressed what he calls misinformation. The misinformation has gone far enough. This is a fire and police and community training facility. This will be a place where community policing, where collaboration between fire and police uh, can happen, and also where uh, all the things that in 2020, the nation, including this city, uh, including this former city council member, called for additional training, community-based training, this is where that can happen. The agreement between Atlanta and DeKalb County clears the way for construction permits. Georgia's film tax credits passed in 2005 have helped spur what's now a $4 billion industry in the state. A well-known Georgia musician paid a visit to the Capitol to urge lawmakers to pass similar legislation for the state's music industry. GPB's Sarah Rose reports. Chuck Lavelle has played in two of the most legendary rock and roll bands in history, the Allman Brothers and the Rolling Stones. And he's one of several people shining a spotlight on Georgia's legendary music industry. Lavelle is championing the work of the Georgia Music Partners. He says the group is making the case to lawmakers for why recording studios, rehearsal spaces, and music venues should receive a tax incentive. The proposed legislation gives certain incentives for bands, artists, promoters, uh, studios, all aspects of those that are in the music business to come to our state to work. Music advocates hope legislation for the tax credits will be introduced this session. For GPB News, I'm Sarah Rose. State lawmakers soon might consider a bill that could prohibit the sale of Delta 8 THC. The compound is now readily available in Georgia, with some users claiming it helps with sleep, anxiety, or other issues, while others use it recreationally. Marietta State Senator Republican Kay Kirkpatrick has filed a bill to close a loophole allowing the product. 
Babil's supporters say Delta 8 THC is a synthetic with little consumer protection and can have adverse effects. Its opponents say banning it would push its production out of state and to the black market. Governor Brian Kemp and top leaders celebrated Kia Day at the Capitol yesterday to honor the carmaker's ongoing investments in Georgia's economy. GPB's Stephen Fowler has more. In the last few years, Georgia has seen massive development announcements from the automotive and electric vehicle industry like Rivian and Q-Cells and SK Battery. But Governor Brian Kemp said Tuesday that first, there was Kia. I've had the pleasure of being at multiple milestone events for Kia's operations in Georgia. And that's because Kia has not only been such a good partner to our state, but it's also just been incredibly successful here. The West Point plant opened in 2009 and is expected to roll out its 4 millionth car by April. And Kia's parent company, Hyundai, is building a second factory geared toward electric mobility in Bryan County soon, too. For GPB News, I'm Stephen Fowler at the Capitol. The White House says two federal COVID-19 emergency declarations will end in May. The Biden administration says the announcement should give states time to wind down pandemic-era services. GPB's Sophie Gratis has more on the effect the change will have on consumers. The decision to end the public health emergency means the federal government will no longer be responsible for key areas of pandemic response. Free testing and treatment will end, and many uninsured people will likely pay out of pocket for COVID-19 vaccines. Costs will vary, but vaccine maker Pfizer says its shots may sell commercially for up to $130 per dose. The Biden administration has committed to extending funding through 2024 for telehealth under Medicaid. The decision to end the PHE in May comes after House Republicans filed for an immediate end to the emergency, a move the White House strongly opposes. This month, close to 15,000 people in the U.S. have died from COVID. Nearly 500 of those deaths were in Georgia. For GPB News, I'm Sophie Gratis. Voters in three Georgia House districts and one state Senate district went to the polls yesterday to fill vacant seats. GPB's Devin Zwald has more. North Georgia banker Republican Johnny Chastain has won the House seat held by the late House Speaker David Rostin, defeating Rostin's widow Cherie Rostin. Chastain received 52 percent of the vote, according to unofficial results from yesterday's runoff. In another special election, Republican former House member Sam Watson won a state Senate seat in South Georgia, and Republican Charles Cannon was unopposed in winning Watson's old South Georgia House district, and Republicans Holt Persinger and Charlie Chase are advancing to a February 28th runoff. For GPB News, I'm Devin Zwald. Advocates rallied at the state capitol yesterday on Mental Health Day to call for more reforms and funding to help those facing mental health challenges. The late House Speaker David Ralston shepherded major mental health reform legislation into law last year. South Forsyth State Representative Republican Todd Jones made note of that legacy and looked toward the future. And one of the things that he continued to impress upon us every time we met with him was that 2022 may have been the year of mental health, but we need to make this the decade of mental health and substance abuse. Jones and other lawmakers anticipate more legislation on mental health this year. One component of that is expected to address workforce shortages that have hamstrung efforts to increase access to treatment and services. The popular 90s bands Cracker, Driving and Crying, and Arrested Development are headlining a music festival in Atlanta this weekend in order to raise money and awareness to fight a disease that's becoming more prevalent. GPB's Ellen Eldridge reports. 
The Alzheimer's Music Festival was started a decade ago by a musician who stepped back from his career in his mid-20s to care for his father who was diagnosed with early-onset Alzheimer's. Vince Zangaro says at that time, they barely scraped by financially. So now he is raising money so that others can have more access to respite care and resources. I just put everything into nonprofit work. I put everything into the festival and finding the right teams to work with to help families, and it hasn't stopped, and I don't think it ever will. According to the Georgia Department of Public Health, 130,000 Georgians have dementia, and those numbers are expected to climb nearly 200,000 in the next decade as the population ages. For GPB News, I'm Ellen Eldridge. And that's it for this edition of Georgia Today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll listen tomorrow as well. The best way to remember to do that, of course, is to subscribe to this podcast. So if you haven't taken a moment to subscribe, do it now. That way we will pop up in your feed tomorrow. And of course, if you've got feedback, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. And for more news from GPB, check out our Georgia Today newsletter at gpb.org slash newsletters. I'm Peter Biello. We'll see you tomorrow.